Hello and welcome to the UN Forest Podcast. I'm Niasha Harper-Michon, architect and activist, or as I like to call myself, Arctivist. It's a great pleasure for me to host the UN Forest Podcast and to welcome you to today's episode, Building with Wood. I'm an activist with a purpose to foster positive changes in society, within my profession, and the built environment. Because I believe that we could be doing so much more to mitigate the climate crisis and to create just and resilient cities and communities. The building industry touches the lives of every single one of you. One cannot avoid the built environment unless one was to live under a rock. Buildings play an essential role in shaping and impacting our lives, society, and the planet. So as we build our homes and communities, it couldn't be more important that we strive to reduce our collective environmental footprint, starting with our cities. Through energy consumption, transportation, and the building and operating of residential and commercial buildings, our cities contribute to over 70% of global carbon emissions. You'll hear a lot about cutting CO2 emissions by flying and driving less, as well as using public transport and opting for electric vehicles. And these are undoubtedly valid solutions. But when it comes to carbon emissions, the big white elephant in the room is none other than the building industry. Did you know that the global production of steel and concrete for the construction sector emits twice as much carbon dioxide than the entire transportation sector altogether worldwide? You heard right, twice as much. And we won't stop building anytime soon. In fact, while more than half of the world's population already lives in urban areas today, by the middle of the century, this number will rise to 68%. And these new urban dwellers will all need a place to live too. If we're really serious about leaving a healthy, flourishing planet for future generations and limiting climate change to a reasonable level, it's crucial that we steer clear of creating concrete jungles. The good news is we already have the technologies and the know-how to reduce emissions within the construction sector. Building with wood, one of the oldest construction materials around, with mass timber and engineered wood products is one of these technologies, as well as one of the most promising ones. In today's episode, we'll discuss some of the advantages of building with wood. While far from the silver bullet for tackling climate change and mitigating its effects, timber construction systems offer an excellent and viable solution to reduce the building sector's colossal carbon footprint. I have the pleasure to introduce Sandra Frank, co-founder of Arvet, a Swedish company that promotes building with wood and builds timber buildings and constructions all over the world. Welcome, Sandra. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Sandra, Arvet started as a building contractor, but your company has since evolved and you've shifted your focus. Could you briefly introduce us to Arvet and take us on the journey of how you ended up working with bio-based materials and wood in particular? Yeah, up until 2019, we were actually both developers and contractors. So we built, uh, we de developed and built our own houses, but uh, we sold off 18 beautiful wooden 
uh, wooden uh, mid-rise buildings in the, the city center of Stockholm and the contractor part. But we decided to, to, to sell off the contracting part because there, it's so easy to build in, in, in wood, timber constructions. Uh, we realized that anybody could do it, but the, what we need now is to spread the knowledge in how you develop the houses. So how you pick a team of, uh, of uh, the architects that can do it, the structural engineers and everybody to, to develop the house. And then we also didn't want to be so tight up to the Stockholm city center. So now we can develop anywhere in the world, actually. A pivotal moment for Arvet was back in 2012, when you built Sweden's highest apartment building made entirely of timber. It's impressive that even the elevator shafts are made from wood building products instead of your traditional steel and concrete. And this timber multi-story apartment building, built over a decade ago, just clearly demonstrates innovative thinking. So how did you achieve this? Can you tell us about the process and what the crucial elements were to making this building such a success? Yeah, uh, one crucial element was actually the facade, the appearance of the house. In Sweden, most of the, the facades in the city center is plastered. So we thought about that a lot. How could this house uh, fit into the, the atmosphere? and all the culturalist aspects, because actually the, the structure of the house, you, you don't see it, you just feel it when you're inside. Uh, but we choose um, a cedar shingle facade, which little bit looks like a, a brick facade. It's, it's, it's broken or it's um, shivering. And uh, since the, the timber facades, they ages differently. If there is a lot of sun on the facade, it rains a lot. If it's a month towards south or north and, and all this stuff. So we wanted to have something that was already a little bit shattered uh, so that you couldn't really notice when, when, when it changes. That was one issue, but another one, when you're building in the city center of a, of a city, of a modern city, you don't want to disturb and cut off the streets and everything for, for such a long time. So we decided to prefabricate as much as possible up in the north of Sweden, where the, we have the forest, we have the industry, we have the carpenters and labor, and people have been working with uh, materials from the forest from generations and generations. So we actually prefabricated as much as 80% of the houses up in the north and then transported it down to the city and we mounted the house and uh, finished it in seven months so that people could live in. It will cost a lot more money to cut off streets and uh, cut off the city for everybody else that lives there and, and works and, and everything. So to make this period as short as possible, I'm, I'm sure that is very important for the future.
You mentioned an important point about how the process of prefabrication in factories and assembly on site of timber buildings hugely reduces both construction time, construction site nuisances, and overall costs. Plus, wood buildings are healthier. There's something magical about the natural feel that they have. The better indoor air quality, the softer acoustics, the comfort. So the upsides are clear. But why don't we build more with wood then? What's stopping us? What do you see as one of the main obstacles? Oh, I would say it's definitely cultural. It's very easy to do what you have learned to do before and to do it once again and once again and once again. That's kind of the idea with the industry. So the main obstacle is actually to twist that around in, in, in our own minds. Uh, to see that we can do something totally different from a totally renewable building uh, material. And we have been so used to using concrete, steel and glass that we don't even think about what it costs us and our future generations to produce those materials. Uh, for example, I would say that Timber is the only material that we have certificates on, that we know where it comes from, we know where it's grown, we know, we act exactly knows also what it contains. And uh, that's not the case with the other materials. It's also something for me as a, a person, a family member, <laughs> as a mother, to think about that as long as we take care of our forests and replant all the time, we have building materials forever and ever without taking away materials that will never grow back, such as limestone and steel. And also knowing that while a tree grows, it eats carbon dioxide from the atmosphere, emissions that we have already let out in the atmosphere, and it binds it in a material that we can put into our future cities and uh, they will stand there and be carbon sinks for hundreds of years. That really resonates with me. As you mentioned, a cultural shift, a mindset shift is really what's needed. But if we look at a more pragmatic aspect of this shift, our vet is based in Sweden, and in Sweden, forests, and therefore wood and timber, are abundant. Now, what about countries where forests and wood are far more scarce? Is building with wood an attractive option in those countries too? Mm. This is a very important question to raise. It's easy for us here up in Sweden to, to say that we should change the building industry in a day, <laughs> in a minute, if you ask me. But... Here we need to take equal responsibility, all countries around our planet actually, because uh, we can be here as a good example because we had the, we were lucky enough or had smart people enough about 100 years ago in Sweden where we actually had deforestation, we had starvation, people fled the country because of poor conditions. And our government at that time actually uh, made new legislation because they realized that 
we needed the forest so much and since we had taken it down without replanting it was gone so with this new laws it was said that for each tree you take down you have to replant a new one and today we're planting about three to four for each tree you take down and we actually have more than double the amount of forest than we had a hundred years ago and it was the same for countries down in the southern part of, of, of Europe. You had as much forest as, as we do today, but you didn't replant. And it's, I suppose, all over our planet. But something that is fantastic is to realize today, more than 100 years later, that the forest actually has built up the Swedish well-known welfare system. It is, still is the foundation of our industry and our, our welfare system. So I think we need, to, we need to take equal decisions and be determined all over the planet to replant what has once been here. You touch on the important role that sustainable forest management plays when it comes to building with wood. Preventing deforestation and preserving forests and their services, such as carbon absorption and storage, couldn't be more important in the light of the climate crisis. And as growing numbers of designers, developers and builders across the globe are recognizing and promoting the benefits of wood as a low carbon and climate smart building material, one wonders what the impact will be on our forests. Will this increase in demand cause further deforestation? Uh, it doesn't have to do that. We just need to realize that we have to replant. And that we need to do all over our planet. Because at the same time as the tree grows, it gives oxygen to our atmosphere. It binds the emissions that we already let out. Wood is actually one of the materials that we can uh, use without depleting our forests. That we have more than double the amount of forest than we had a hundred years ago, which is fantastic. So it gives job into rural areas, it cleans our air, it gives us oxygen, it gives us building materials, energies, jobs in rural areas, which I was into. Uh, so there is so many fantastic things in using renewable building materials. We need determined and brave uh, policy makers and decision makers. So we need to, to inspire our politicians and, uh, and people that are writing the policies. Thank you for this great conversation, Sandra. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to, to be a part of spreading this knowledge and the word. So thank you again. The message of today's episode is clear. When it comes to building for and in the future, wood is a smart choice. Timber is such an attractive building material because it has a low carbon footprint, requires little energy and water, and is 100% renewable when it comes from responsibly managed forests. It's one of the best performing materials in terms of carbon footprint at all stages of the building process and even beyond as wood stores carbon which is only released when it burns or decomposes. Wood is a highly flexible and light material that has a high load bearing capacity. Building with wood is efficient, requires less material and is often much faster than building with other materials like concrete and steel. 
What's more, as a bio-based construction solution, timber buildings and architecture boosts our morale, our productivity, and sense of well-being as it connects us with nature. Let's hear from Florian Steyerer, Economic Affairs Officer of the United Nations Economic Commission for Europe, on how they are promoting this unique and climate-positive building material. Thank you, Ms. Harper-Michon, and thank you, Ms. Frank. It was a pleasure listening to you. Did you know that 41% of the global forests are boreal and temperate forests in Europe, North America and the Russian Federation? These forests provide about 60% of the forest products in the world. The magic part of this equation is that these forests have been constantly increasing in size and in number of trees over the past decades, despite the constant harvesting of trees for forest products such as paper, furniture, tools and also buildings. Do you know why the area and volume of forests in this region have been constantly growing? Because the National Forest Services and the more than 16 million people who own a piece of forest in the region ensure that the forests are healthy and productive, rich in biodiversity and provide us with clean air, well-filtered water, places for leisure and hiking or just beautiful landscapes. And these well-managed forests absorb and store massive amounts of carbon. Bringing wood into the cities as building material does not interrupt the carbon storage process. On the contrary, wooden buildings will continue to store carbon for a long time, while the forest will absorb even more carbon from the atmosphere. Countries realize more and more that wood construction could boost livelihoods by generating income and modern employment in rural areas with abundant forest resources. Forest owners also welcome this trend since an increased demand for their sustainably produced wood will very likely increase prices for round wood and thus increase the incentive to carefully look after their forest for the generations to come. We at the UNECE will monitor the development in wood construction to ensure that any kind of wooden revolution in the building sector will happen in harmony with our trees and forests and include the environmental and the social dimensions. And with that, I thank our host, Ms. Harper Michon, and our guest, Ms. Frank, once again for the brilliant insights. I also would like to thank the Swiss Federal Office for the Environment and the Finnish Ministry of Agriculture and Forestry for funding the production of the UN Forest Podcast. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in today.